Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, as we give the last message, I pray that uh, soft hearts will be found. I pray that we would hear what you want to say tonight, Lord. It's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Who loves tests? Tests. Raise your hand if you like tests. You know you're lying. You don't like it. You hate it. Capetti, you know you hate it. But uh, here's what we're going to do. Because this is the last message of the year, um, you have a piece of scratch paper or maybe it's okay to write in your Bible in this church, okay? Everybody, I encourage you to write in your Bible a lot. This thing, it's an heirloom. Okay, so here we're going to do a, a, a summation. And then somebody smart at the end of next year help me remember to do it again. Because we've done these things before and like, wow, did we ever did we ever follow up, man, with the, the test assessment deal? So somebody smart out there, remind me. Okay, you got your pencils, crayons, pens, and your Bible. We're just going to do a little thing and we'll talk about, um, be honest, okay? On a 1 to 10, um, I'm going to answer these questions. And 10 being the best, 1 being horrible. And don't everybody put 5, because that's lame. And even that's a lie. Okay, here we go. Life, my life is guided by a core set of principles and values, biblically speaking. My life is guided by a core set of principles and values. This will determine where you are. Are you a spiritual babe? Are you growing? Or are you whatever the other option would be? Ready? I'm quick to forgive and don't hold on to grudges. I care for the poor, the marginalized, the downtrodden, the addicts, the losers, which this church is pretty cool because we're all losers. Amen? But we're winning because we have Jesus. It's kind of cool. But we care for them. How about this? And I'm working on this. Maintain your childlike wonder. In other words, <laughs> when somebody says, oh, yeah, when Barry goes, dude, you see the sunset? No, man, I, you know, I don't know about all that. You know, that's bad. Or when you say, didn't you have a great time at that party? I can't stand them. I can't take it. They drive me nuts. That's the opposite of childlike wonder. So we want to be better at that kind of thing. Maintain your childlike wonder. How about this? Wary of the dangers of excess. I think I talked to you guys about getting into camper building and stuff, and the next thing you know, I'm like being led out, and I'm like, oh, that's all I think about, I'm consumed. There's nothing wrong with having hobbies, but when your hobbies have you, that's a problem, right? So wary of the danger of excess. How about this? Delayed gratification. Defer pleasure. Again, this is an assessment to see. At the end of next year, we're going to take it and go, doggone it, I, I think I've, I've really grown. This is great. How about this? Your joyometer. Do you have to tell your face to smile? <laughs> Do you have to tell your face to be quiet sometimes? Okay. But you can't say you don't have joy. How about personal responsibility to your family, to your church, to your God, to your friends, to your ministry? Where are you on that? Are you dependable? How about this? When you get a text message from somebody reaching out, and then, man, I, I tell you what, I just tried to text you back, 
I'd like to know what that looks like. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. I, I tried to call you in response to your call. I'm thinking, did you pick the phone up and like fall down? And then you, you know, that would be a lie. You haven't tried, you, nor did you think about it. You had no intention of texting me or calling me back just to say, I'm okay. So we want to be better. We want to be dependable. And how about number 10? And I like what Alpha had to say. Do you have peace with things that cannot be changed? Because it's kind of a segue into what we're going to talk about tonight. And this could be a bumbling mess because who's been busy this week? It's no excuse, but the reality of it is we've been on the go doing all this stuff. You know, we blah, 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 blah. But as I thought about all of this stuff, leading into 2021. Things changed like that, didn't they? I mean, last year at this time was completely a different world. Am I right? And it doesn't seem that it's going to go back anytime soon because you, once you give away freedoms, they're never reinstated. You guys need to know that. Once you give them away, typically they're gone. Welcome to the new norm. Welcome to traveling and quarantine and being tested and landing and staying. That's just the way that it is now, and it changed in a year, right? Who has heard me use kind of like a, kind of like a, a parable of the JFK Jr. story when he died? Anybody? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, and I know there were at least 30 people here that weren't paying attention, so I can tell you again, it's like you weren't even there. Isn't that great? I'm not sure if that's tragic or what that is. So JFK Jr., Lynn and I were on vacation in, in uh, Cape Cod. And on the way home, JFK's plane, Jr., his plane went down. It wasn't because he was an unseasoned pilot. It wasn't because he was doing some tomfoolery. It was just because he never bothered to take instrument training. I guess it's like the next level of being a pilot so you can fly without your instruments or without visual. He could only fly by visual. So when he encountered a storm that kind of came up fast, he was in a cloud bank, and he had no idea which way to go up. Do I go down? Vertigo comes in, and you're completely lost. He took himself and his sister and maybe another person with him and plummeted into the ocean and was killed because he was not instrument trained. These storms of life that come on us are like that sometimes. And if you don't have a little spiritual equity in the bank, you're bumming. I know people right now that were strong believers, and now they don't know what to do. Because they never put into things into practice that the Bible talks about. Never studied the word. Uh, they never were in fellowship or inconsistent. They, they didn't do all the spiritual disciplines that we do because they're boring sometimes. Aren't they? Are they spiritual disciplines? can be a little bit boring. It's okay, guys. Sometimes, not all the time, but I'm saying sometimes when you're doing this thing, the mundane stuff, it's just like, why am I even doing this? Why do I need algebra? <laughs> kind of thing. And then you get out, oh, I really needed that. When you run out of fuel, John, or John Denver did the same thing. He ran out of fuel because he didn't want to take the time to fill up his fuel tank. And then he couldn't reach it. So my point would be on this journey, you're going to encounter storms. This last one would be a perfect storm, epic and a lot of people are going to get swamped. They're going to succumb to fear and never come out again. I heard a story of somebody that their grandson touched their, uh, the hem of their pant 
And the, the, the lady got up and took the kid away and washed her hands. That's what's going on because of this pandemic, right? And I'm not discounting the fact that it's real. I believe it is real. But boy, what a great thing for them to use to divide us, to keep us in fear, to keep us away from our loved ones. It's, it's tragic. What about the people that see this coming? It's like, I, we saw this. Why? Because we've been walking by faith. We've been doing our daily disciplines. We've been meditating, reflecting on the world, or word. We've been doing all of these things. So when it came, we're kind of like, wow, that just seems odd to me. There's something else afoot here. There's something else going on. What is it? And we do practice. We got little stations everywhere. You guys know that, to wash your hands, things like that. We believe in you should do that. In fact, I need a good dose right now. Kind of freaking out. No, just kidding. So turn to your Bibles to Luke chapter 9. And I did this on the brown bag the other day. Um, but I want to kind of do it again with a little more in-depth to what's going on. And Reagan, you like when I do the different R's and C's and K's, the different words that start with the letter? You like that, I know you do. <laughs> Great. Anybody else like that? It's easy to remember sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, go back to the name of this. Todd, you know what this is? The name of the message? Lectio Divina? You know what that is? Anybody know? Divine reading. Scripture reading. Meditating on it. Getting it in you. That's what that means. It's a Latin phrase that uh, it would be remaining in the Word uh, or um, being immersed in the Word. So when storms come on, you know what you're looking at. Because sometimes if you are not haven't done your preparation, you completely di- disoriented. Okay? So in Luke chapter 9, this is Jesus. I'm going to start here. We're going to jump around a little bit. You guys okay with that? It might not make any sense, but if you leave here with a nugget, that's cool, right? Okay, good. Then Jesus said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit or profit if you gain the whole world, but you yourself are lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. I tell you the truth, some standing right here now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not going to go too much into that, but I want to hit on a couple of things. When I thought about this the other day, um, I was like, you know, let's talk about carrying your cross. What's it look like today? Does it mean you go over here and try to pick that up and drag it around? That would be kind of awkward, although people have done that. Give me an example of what it looks like in your life to pick up the cross. Is it simply showing up to a nice, warm, cozy church on a Saturday night? Where conditioned? Is that carrying your cross? I guess it could be if you're just starting out. Amen? Maddie's like, I think this is really hard. It's okay, because you're just starting out, right? But if you've been uh, doing that 20 years, and that's pretty much all you do, show up here on a Saturday night, hang out, you don't give, you don't do anything. You just kind of hang out and you keep the seat warm. That's not really picking your cross up, guys. It's not really denying yourself. An example of denying yourself. Give me an example. This is interactive. Not everybody at once, please. Diane, thank you. 
setting the bar pretty high, guys. Who wants to go after that? Alpha? How about that? Steve, what do you got? Okay. Okay. So you're not ashamed, right? How about this? Find Siege. How about that? Let me say this. Craig hated all kids under 20 forever. I'm not kidding. It was like, dude. Something is wrong with you because you can't stand kids. It's kind of like the, the guy on uh, Willie or uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the guy with the long nose and put the kids in the little... <laughs> it was him. I was like, dude, this isn't cool because Jesus said the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. But God got a hold of his heart and he started getting for real with kids and that's why he's got this crazy looking beard because it made a girl's day that he hauls around in his car as he takes her from school to school because he knew that that would make her happy and smile because she has a really messed up family so in some ways you're operating as a quasi father figure to her great example of how about this spending time with somebody who really really annoys you like Lynn does with me all the time <laughs> so it doesn't have to be anything grand Mother Teresa said in this life we can do no extraordinary things only ordinary things with extraordinary love sometimes just spending time with somebody that's not like you or not in your clique how about that? Reminds me of a time when we were at our other church and Lynn goes, hey, did you know we're in the cool clique? And she was really upset about it. I go, we're not in the cool clique. I come against cliques. I don't like cliques. I never liked them in school. She goes, somehow we ended up in the cool clique and we did everything we could to get out of it. Not because we were super spiritual or anything at the time, just because I couldn't stand cliques. And I don't think Jesus can stand them either, for real. So we're talking about favoritism and all that stuff, but I think a good way to practically carry your cross is go to people that aren't like you. Maybe there's people in this church that aren't like you, right? But we're all one in Christ. I do have a cool uh, R's. Katrina, would you go to the first R, please? Read. Do I have to get the Webster Dictionary out for that, or you guys kind of get the concept of reading? Well, that's a good question, Reagan. I was kind of hoping we'd read the Word of God. This. As uh, a daily spiritually discipline. Not from a uh, devotional. But those are great companions, are they not, Diane? The devotionals are wonderful. But getting into the Word of God, this is what changes. Okay, we're, when we're going to talk about, uh, you'll see when we get there. Can you go up to that first scripture? Psalm 119, 118, open my eyes to see the wonderful truth in your instructions. Go there real quick in your Bibles. I'm going to go a little deeper on that one. Keep it close, Reagan. Just kidding. I'll see you got there first. Psalm 119 is incredible. It's, it's the, the, the entire 
chapter is about God's Word and how important it is. And you guys hear us stress that all of the time in this church. I hope that you go to sleep and you think about how much we're encouraging all of the time to read God's Word because it changes you. It does something to you. Before we get started, I remember a story of a little boy and some African playing the Serengeti and he had just been converted to Christ and he was sitting with a pastor underneath the tree, just the two of them, and a, and a smile crept over his face and, he, and the pastor was like, I couldn't, it was a smile I'd never seen before and he asked him, what's going on? He goes, we can change the world with this, right? This is God's love letter to you. This isn't only a, a list of correct living, which it is that, but this is how God is reaching out and connecting with you. He wants to connect with you. He's reaching from heaven through his word and wanting to connect with us, right? I'm going to take it from 17 through 19. Be good to your servant that I might live and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. I'm only a foreigner in the land and don't, com don't hide your commands from me. When you get up, how many of you guys, to be honest, daily have a set time for the Word? It doesn't matter whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or the evening. Daily. Just put your hands up if you do. How many say, you know what, doggone it. I recognize I need to. And I'm going to make 2021 a little bit different than this. That way when we do our little questionnaire at the end of the year, if somebody reminds me, then I can go, I can proudly say that I've grown. Because if you're not growing, you're going the wrong way. So again, raise them up high. Let me write that down. Lynn, write those down. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. How many of you think that, you know what, I need to be better, and I'm going to be better? I do. We all do, guys, because you can't ever get close. Now, who wants to just be closer to Jesus? Right? Who wants to be closer to Jesus? That's what it's all about. I mean, he is the blessing, not the stuff that Jesus gives you, which is really whatever. Jesus is the gift. Turn your Bibles real quick to Joshua. Joshua spent all of this time with Moses. Moses now has died. And it sounds kind of callous in some ways, but God tells Moses, or Joshua rather, hey, he's gone. He's with me. You follow me now. They're your people. It's your time to step up to the plate. Sometimes God moves people out of your life so you can step up and do what you need to do for the Lord. Just the way that it is. It's not that God's being callous. Trust me, Moses is being very well taken care of at the moment. Okay? But, I mean, sometimes... Uh, just listen, listen to this. And you can also read this on Katrina's arm. Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the instructions that Moses gave you, not just the ones that you like. All of them. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Study this book on instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my commandment. Be strong and courageous. Explanation point. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How are you going to know 
can somebody get me a water, please? I had a water and I laid it down somewhere. Well, there it is, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. I mean, how are you going to know what to do if you're not reading from the commander-in-chief that's telling you what to do? That's kind of the point we're driving home. You say, man, their message is just so doggone simple. It's simple. Read the word and it'll change your life. And if you do what it says in the word, it'll change your life, and then you'll prosper in all you do. Have you ever seen people that, that seems like a brown cloud just follows them all. You just can't, it's like, what the, what is going on? Is it their lot in life just to have a bummer life? I don't think so. Jesus came to give us life and give it abundantly. Doesn't mean we won't have problems because we're finding out that problems come, right? But how about if we could eliminate some of the problems within our control by being obedient to what God said? How about that? Hmm? We need like Scooby-Doo. Hmm? What a novel concept. Read it and do what it says. And if you do that, you'll prosper. And by prosper, we don't mean you're going to get a fat bank account. How about you'll, uh, you don't have to tell your face to smile and things like that? You know? How about you can run through that list and go, doggone it, I'm prospering. Look, I'm forgiving people. Wow, that's not like me. Because in and of myself, i got a whole list of people I'll just do some drive-bys up on. Okay? But God in me is wanting and working in me to forgive them. And hopefully they're working. Yeah, I know. Rick has got me in the spotlight over here. I know. I'm working on it. Right? We're not perfect. So how about we read the Word and do what it says? But it starts with what? Reading it. Who said what? It's good. Start to R. You're growing, my friend. Read. Katrina, next please. Reflect. How about that? Reflect. Um, so when you read this, so we're going to go read and reflect, and we'll come up to the next one, but go to that scripture real quick, Trina. Yes, John. So when we're reading it, you know what meditation looks like? I guess reflecting could have been meditating, but it just doesn't have an R, <laughs> you know? Jesus said, I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I think about that and reflecting. And that's really where that uh, um, Latin thing came from because any, uh, it, they would have been very familiar of reflecting on the word. Let's do an example. What does reflecting on the word look like? This scripture right here, you would read this. I've told you all this so you may have peace in me. Here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And that I would look at and I would think about it. And, and, and this is a, a practice I'm getting into too, right? I've been reading the word for 27 years, really studying it for 14 or 15 but I'm just now, I think I'm re-scratching the surface on what it means to reflect on the Word. So don't feel like the Lone Ranger over here. When you, I just don't know what it's like to reflect on the Word. Well, we're learning together, right? So I would say, I would read that over and over. And when one word jumps out,
roll it around in the womb of my spirit. Just kind of roll it around. Overcome. What does overcome? And you'd pray on it. Lord, what do, what do you mean? What are you showing me in this passage of Scripture? What are you showing me in this paragraph? What are you showing me in this chapter? Lord, what do you want to convey to me? And, and in this particular thing, overcome. Jesus overcame all of this. He's not surprised by any of this COVID stuff, any of this pandemic stuff. And the fact that we're in Him, we're overcomers too. In fact, the Bible says we are more than conquerors. Now, conqueror is a pretty big deal. It means you're whooping something. Am I right? Do we need to look that word up? Conqueror, everybody knows what that is. Look at your neighbor going, just grunt if you don't know that. <laughs> we are more than that, right? So to overcome, how do people do it and not have a grasp on Christ and the Word and what it means. I don't know how people do it. I, I, I honestly, there's becoming, the longer I walk with Jesus and I'm asking Him to help me, there's a disconnect for how they think. Because I cannot imagine what life would be like not knowing Christ at a time like this. I guess I'd be doing a lot of dumb stuff. I guess I'd be coping in a lot of different ways. The way that I cope now, I'm learning to reflect on the Word and God's promises. This is what He said. This is going to happen as sure as we're standing here. This is going to happen. He's coming back and he's taking his church home. And it appears like it's getting closer and closer. I'm reflecting on that. We overcome. But take heart, I've overcome the world. So we don't have to be surprised when, oh my God, did you hear about the pandemic came? Wow. Well, he says right there, because I've been, I've been reflecting, I've been thinking about it, I've been putting it in my spirit. So when this stuff comes up, I'm not surprised. This, is, this was written, this was going to happen. I've told you all this. So you'll have peace in me throughout all of this stuff going on. And there's some stuff coming. And storms come, some by our own doing. Some just come up. Some because you don't listen to the Holy Spirit when he's saying, don't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. And you just march right into it. It's like you could just go around that. But the reason you can't see it coming is because you've never read, you've never reflected, you couldn't see it if it, and you don't listen to counsel. You know, when you make a big decision, there's a, several different ways to do it. When we, when we move this church, we really pose the question, God, what do you want us to do? Should we stay or should we go? And then we read the Word. The Word seemed to confirm that we were to make this decision and move. We brought in counsel to look at the old church. Lord, and then through the Word, through the witness of the Holy Spirit, through counsel, and all of the reflecting on what we had learned, it's time to move. Had we not listened to counsel and reflect on the Word and the witness of the Holy Spirit, we'd still be in that other building saddled with about a $150,000 note on a building that needed hundred grand, With all that we wanted in the physical we wanted to be there. If you like the old church, raise your hand. It's okay. It kind of had become kind of part of us. But God's not, he's more worried about building character than our comfort. This was a, a, a really weird year. And I liked, what also, we didn't talk about this. We went through a uh, pandemic, church change, all kinds of stuff. But through it all, we overcame because we remained in him. We're remaining in Him. And we remain in Him, even though it doesn't make sense sometimes. But again, it goes back to reading and knowing God's Word. Relaxing and reflecting on what He said. Really thinking about it. 
Not just like, well, got my chapter out. Let's go. I'm off to work. No. Let's slow it down. Maybe we'll add another R. Relax. Just slow it down a little bit, Turbo. God's got this all under control. Sometimes we think it all's on our shoulders. You don't know what I'm up. You don't know what I have to do. I'm a busy guy. Well, I know a little bit about being busy. I really do. And I know what it's like to be too busy and what happens when you get too busy and thinking your self-importance. Guess what? It's really ugly. You better just to read, reflect. And that's actually a form of picking on my cross and denying myself because that's not my normal default. I'm kind of like Peter. I just like to go. Go charge the hill, and then you find nobody's behind you, and like, wow, where did everybody go? So we need to slow it down, read, reflect, meditate. And again, how do you do it? Somebody tell me right now how to reflect. Quick. Help me, Jesus. This is also a form of denying myself. Read a passage of Scripture. Read it again. Listen, then now you're going to get it. Read a passage of Scripture. I've told you all of this so you may have peace in me. Here on your earth, deep, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Read it. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Roll it around. You know, think about it. And then see if a word emerges. Like, me, it was like overcome. And don't beat yourself up. I just, no word came. It's okay, you're reading the word. If you can worry, you can meditate. We talk. If you can worry, you can reflect. You can do this. Again, just read it. Read it again. So what? You're not going to read 18 chapters in one day and be Mr. Studious. It's okay. We're not worried about Xing them off like if we did it all, the Bible in one year, I'm super spiritual. I'd rather you read the Bible in 10 years and really soak it in and get it and have it transform you than write it off the big checklist like I've read the Bible six times in a row. Am I right? I'm right. You know I'm right. Right? I mean, you, it's more important getting God's word in you. Real quick, turn your Bibles real quick to Romans 12. By the way, we got a baby in the house tonight. It's kind of cool, huh? Two babies? Where's the other one? Oh, there's Charlotte's back too. Wow, we got babies in the house in here. If we had our grandsons here, we'd have just a real baby thing. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How does that happen? Just by reading a cursory reading through? No, you're meditating on it, you're reading it, you're, you're reflecting on it, right? Can we move on to the next R, or should we continue reflecting? Need more for reflecting? Let's talk more about reflecting. How about this? How about an illustration from a personal computer? Anybody know what AVG is besides Katrina and Diane? AVG? Of course you would, Chris. It's like an antivirus. You get a computer, and it's, you start with a, a nice slate, like we do when we're born again. You get a brand new heart when you're born again. 
Same old brain. You kind of wish I'd be reborn, but you know you have to reprogram it. Right? So how do you reprogram it to cure your stinking thinking? You reflect on the Word. Otherwise, uh, if you're being conformed by Hollywood, you got a problem. Right? Reread the Word. Reflect on the Word. And then we respond to the Word. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Wow. James says, a faith without works is dead. You don't work to be saved. You work hard because you are saved. And you understand what God's done for you, so you want to respond. Right? We know it's grace you've been saved. This not of yourself. It's a gift from God so that no one can boast because you guys know you'd be bragging. Who would be bragging if they saved themselves? Just be you and Reagan, Blaine, looks like. Yeah, okay, Campbell, that's good. We'd be bragging if we did it, if we were good enough, right? You'd be comparing yourself. We still do that. Compare yourself to the guy up the road. Well, Jesus is measured, we're measured by the cross, right? So when we read, reflect, respond, give me some ideas of what it looks like to respond. Everybody at once. Just spout it out. Responding. Be saved. Repent and be baptized, everyone. Okay, what else? Serve. You mean that means like actually doing something? Oh, okay. Okay. I thought I heard something over here. Share what? Share what you know. Wow. You know what a great testimony was? Shortest testimony in the Bible? Jesus healed the man and when he was blind, he said, this one thing I know, I was blind and now I see. I don't know what you're saying about him, what you're saying about me, but I know I was there when it happened. I couldn't see before and now I can. They can't take that from you because it was, you were there when it happened. Doesn't mean we don't get off track sometimes and backslide. If you've been a professional backslider in the past, raise your hand. If you reject that thinking and don't want to backslide anymore, raise your hand. If you want to stay on track, guess what you need to do? Read, reflect, respond. Oh, it's getting good now. See, it's all coming full cycle, see? Right? Actually, the scripture says that way um, you won't be dragged away. I can't think of it. I'm going to say it. But if you do all these things, you'll never fade away is what the Bible says. You do all these things we're talking about right now, you'll never fade away. You'll never fall away. Lynn, I got this look. Okay. Four. Remember. How about that? When you fall down, and uh, mess it all up. What if it's a grace, like the song says? What if it's a blessing in disguise? Because you remember what it's like to be them. You know what I'm saying? Them. Them. Because a lot of people in this church have been that guy. Right? 
the kid, and I was like, Man, they, they were not me so much. But We've all been that guy. But Jesus comes along and says, yeah, it's that girl. It's that guy. It's that guy. It's that girl. It's that guy. That's the one that he wants. He came for the sick, not the healthy. Right? Turn your Bibles real quick, and I love this. This is Titus. What are we going to remember? I think it's, we want to remember May 1st, 1993. I want to remember when the preacher came to my house and condescended to get down to where I am. Lynn and I were, well, she was a lot worse than me, but... But we never want to remember, forget what it was like to be the outsiders. To what it was like to come to a church where people all talked Christianese and you didn't know what anybody was saying because everybody was faking it. <laughs> I remember that. We never want to forget that, right? Because we don't want to be like that. Because once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth, new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of His grace, He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal, eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. I'm going to read it one step further. Don't get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. You ever notice that maybe we talked about somebody's always wanting to get involved in a bunch of crap? We had a guy in a neighborhood. And if you wanted to know what was going on in the hood, I still don't know how this happened. You go to this guy. And he knew everything from like 50 streets over. And I'm thinking, how is it possible for you to know what's going on on that side of the... <laughs> how? Because he was probably reading and reflecting on what was going on the other side. <laughs> you know? How about this? Worry about your own business. You worried about the large plank hanging in your eye? Then you, don't, you can't see the specks in your neighbors, what Jesus said. Worry about your own business. And stop getting involved in everybody else's stuff. Right? We need to remember what we were. Before Jesus came into our lives. We need to remember what it's like to be the outsider. We need to remember what it was like to not have the discipline to wake up and have your quiet time. That way you can encourage people. Hey, your life's all messed up? Get in the Bible. Have you reflected on the word? I know what it's like to not. I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been, on, I've been a Christian. That was Christian by name. I've been a pew sitter. I've been a backslider. I've been a stoned Christian, a drunk Christian. I've been all these things. And I can tell you honestly, most certainly, it's a lot better on this side. Doesn't mean on occasion you don't fall down because we know that things happen, right? But through it all, he's been faithful. Through it all, and he saw all of it before it came. 
and still love me through it. Right? People run, people go away. When you let people down, which is often, they run for the hills. Jesus never lets you down. He'll always bring you back. Always will. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He'll be there with you through it all. He saw it all in the first place. He perhaps may have orchestrated, and if you allow Him, He'll work it all for good. We've seen it happen so many times, right? He's been faithful through it all. The pruning that we received, now we're bearing new fruit. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He changes. He's a God. And here's the thing. He does not change. He never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change. Your friends change. Everything changes. We found out it changed in a year. Poof. Everything is different. But Jesus is the same. Today, yesterday, tomorrow, He's exactly the same. He's got it all under control. If we would just get with the program, and we say we, most of the time I mean me. Okay? So just relax. Take the M, flip it up, and it becomes a we or a me, depending on what way you're looking at it. Right? Typically, these messages that God gives to me are for me because I need to remind myself of all these things because I know what it's like. So it's great being such a loser because I can relate. Nobody say amen, okay? This is a great time to not say amen. This is a great time to just say, oh, wow, we don't think you're a loser. You can say it. Go ahead and say it. Okay, good. Okay. And um, there's a great book I'm reading we're reading, and it's almost going to be required reading for the leadership. Yeah, I get it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that good. About two-thirds of the way through it. It's green eggs and ham, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm getting to this part in the book where it talks about resting. Sabbath rest. We know that Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. Right? He is our Sabbath. All of the uh, stuff pointed to Jesus. But there was also an important uh, spiritual discipline that I believe that we're going to adhere to a little bit more. Not legalistic, and it's called rest. And it's very difficult. Because we got a thousand things to do on the day off. Don't we? I mean, we got so much to do because we're so doggone busy and we're so important. Right? What if we really just heeded and just said, you know what? I'm going to turn off Facebook, which I really am not on that much, but I'm going to turn cell phones, emails, whatever your thing is, turn that thing off for one day. And during that day, you spend time with friends, family, the Lord. I mean, really like longer than 15 minutes at the beginning of a day, reading a devotional that somebody else that's reading and reflecting and responding and mailed it to you. That's different. They're doing the homework for you. What if during that time of rest, you say, you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to just turn off everything, Netflix even. Maybe listen to a piece of awesome music. I listened to Chopin today, Lynn. Oh, wow. Is it Chopin? Whatever. I like that Chopin fella. He's good. But I've always liked his stuff. You know what? And I'm learning that that's going to be part of my Sabbath. Listen to Chopin. I like that guy. 
And that Mozart, he's pretty good too. My point would be, when you rest on your Sabbath day, yours is going to look different than mine, right? And you can't be judging your wife because she's doing different than you. When you can't judge your husband because he's doing different than you. But I really think if we practice that, just unplug, give God a chance to talk to you. We're, we're, we're at such breakneck speeds, no wonder we can't hear from God. We're going so doggone fast. And I'm guilty as anybody of doing this, right? But I'm learning the older I get, I'm thinking, man, we keep walking with Jesus. And if we read, reflect, respond, what's the other one? Remember and rest. We'll be pretty good by the time we're 97. We'll be pretty decent people, right? Because we're never going to finish this thing. We're never going to arrive. We're always going to be working on this stuff, guys. So you can relax because he's got it all under control. Completely under control. We just have to, how about this, remain. Another R. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anybody ever been apart from God and know that uh, you can't do much? You can be a shell of a person walking around doing things, I guess. But nothing of any significance. You can't. It's, it's like dropping an apple, expecting it to just hover. It's like a law. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's what we've done all these things. We have read, and then we have, and then we, and then we, and then we, wow, whoo, wow. Then we go back, do it all again. Re oh, that just happened. Repeat. I feel like chest bumping you but I would fall down or something weird. That's good. Repeat. That's what we do. And if we do these things, guys, we'll be prepared when the next storm comes. It will come. You know that, right? Where's Lisa said something the other day that was really profound. And if you spent a little time with Lisa, you know she does that often. It's where David steals all his stuff from. She said, we went around the room, we were talking about the word, and we couldn't remember what was said. And she said, as they went around the room, I can't remember what the word was, foundation or what, now it was a couple of weeks ago. She went around the room and said, I can't remember specifically what was said about this word this night, but I have a, uh, a sense of what was said. And I think that's what happens when we go to church, when we do our disciplines, when we read, reflect, respond, Remember, we have, a sense. we have more of an understanding. You're going to end up in the right place because you have a sense of where God wants you to be. And you'll know that's not of the Lord. That's not of the Lord. I, I, I sense it. I sense it because it's become like second nature to me. I sense it. Right? So it's more than information, getting information, assimilating. It's reprogramming the way that we think because we've done all of these things about the whole thing. Does anybody out there tonight, uh, Pete, come up front, Siege, Martin, come on up here. Just stand at the front. Anybody out there tonight need prayer for anything? Hey, David, when you get done too, by the way, if you, uh, David's more of a healing kind of ministry. If any of you have hurts, pains, or anything like that, see Dave. If any of you guys have been wandering away from God, you don't know Jesus, 
come and see these three guys and pray with them, right? Link, come up here. Leonard Reagan, stand right over here. You guys are for the, yeah, come on up. Right here. Ladies, if that's you, like you're a knucklehead, because ladies can be knuckleheads too. It's not just exclusive with the guys. If you've been running or on their, uh, uh, f- from God, or you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you, haven't, you don't know what we're even talking about. You need to invite Christ into your heart. You need to be forgiven of your sin. That's what's going on. And when the second you do that, you're restored in the right relationship, and then the veil is taken off, and you can actually understand when you read the Word. Because if you're reading the Word about being saved, there's a veil over your heart, and you can't understand it anyway. You just know you need to, there's something going on. If that's you, come down and talk to one of the ladies. If you're a man and you're on the run from God and you've been a knucklehead, a bonehead, you've been a backslider, you want to come home, come on down. While they're, while they're doing that, I'm going to run through announcements. R- really, guys, this, if you have any pains, we've seen miracles, not because of him. Debbie had Parkinson's, and she, uh, it, it, her, it's, she's not shaking it's, it's amazing what God can do. Nothing is impossible with God. You understand that, right? Nothing is impossible with God. So if that's you, um, come and pray with these guys. I'm going to run through the announcements. Katrina, if you could play. Not all at once. Just slow down. Slow your roll, okay? First announcements. Next pizza night, January 2nd. Celebration, we're going to have a, um, a party here. Starts at 6. Don't feel bad if you can't get here till late, because we're not going to be here till late. But if you want to get here early at 6 o'clock, bring some food, bring some snacks, and we're going to come. We're going to bring in the new year and say bye-bye to 2020. Adios. That's this Thursday. Thursday. Okay? You guys get that? Report here at 6, 7, 8 o'clock. We're going to have a blast, okay? Bring some food. It'll be great. Pray in the new year. Pray in the new year. 9.30, whatever. Just get here when you get here. And it's Katrina's birthday. 21. Again. Uh, Monday Ladies Bible Study. See uh, Brenda, Lynn, or Lisa Baez. Is it this Monday? Next Monday. Okay, next Monday. Okay, good. Tuesday night men's group, first and third Tuesdays. Next meet, December 15th, what's that? Oh, okay. See Craig right here about that? Miss for recovery groups, we encourage you guys to come out because it's way more than a recovery group. We're getting closer to one another. We're learning from each other. We're, uh, we're growing together. There's discipleship going on. I really encourage you guys to be there for that. Wednesday night or Friday night, we're going to do another. We're, we're, we're tweaking the Friday group. Um, we're going to see what happens there. Warrington Church, we know people in the Warrington Christian Church. If you guys need a recovery group, um, there's another church up the road. Church breakfast, January 10th. Oh, ow. Who's doing it this week, this time? Okay, we're not that far. Anybody, anything else? Is that about it? Crockpot Saturday, 16th at the church. It's a great time. That's really good stuff too, isn't it? You guys okay? Yes. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them. You just stand there and look good. <laughs> Text alerts right here. Go Misfits 74121. That's where you get all the uh, 
alerts and everything. And it's supposed to be snowy coming up too, guys. So, Thursday. So we're going to pray. We're going to get out of here. Anything else? Uh, Lynn, do we still need volunteers for Kids Church? We always need volunteers for Kids Church. And we always need cleaners. See Rob back there in the back? By the way, you love sitting in a clean sanctuary? You really appreciate it being Lysoled and kept really clean all the time? Thank Rob and his team. <laughs> Steps in it. There, there's a lot of people, whatever, there's a lot of people doing it, so we thank you guys. Father God, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we thank you that you are all sufficient. Lord, we, we thank you that you will provide all of our needs according to your riches and mercy, Lord. We thank you. That is truth, Lord. So we pray that we would learn to abide in your word, Lord, that we would study to show ourselves approved. Lord, rightly dividing the word, Lord. We want to be uh, used as vessels of honor, Lord. So we just thank you for the written word, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for this, this group of uh, community of believers, Lord. And we thank you that 2020 is, is uh, going away. And Lord, we're embracing 2021, what you'll have for us during that time. Lord, we expect great things. Lord, help us be uh, great stewards. Help us be better, Lord. Help us, um, just help us, Jesus. We need help. In Jesus' name, amen.